Hey, I'm John from Two Dud Dads. Quick question, how much does it cost to get someone to look after your kids for an hour? Oh, and does it matter how many kids I'm dropping off there? Because there's my two, Josh and Gracie, and Boogie's little girl, Emilia. Anyway, bear it in mind when you listen to the show, and when you realise we're not responsible enough to be around our own children, you'll feel you want to make a donation to that cause. I'll leave it with you. Thanks. Oh, and enjoy the show. Two dud dads discuss daughters being understanding, sharing partners. parental responsibility, conception. Hello, I'm Boogie. And I'm John Ellis. And we are Two Dud Dads. That is to say, we are both dads, but we're not very good at it. So we thought we would start a How To Be Dad podcast to try and get better and see if we can help others, maybe you along the way. Basically, just have a listen to what we do and then you do the exact opposite and it should all work out for the best, for you anyway. But we wanted to do a show together for ages, haven't we, Books? Yeah, I mean, we have known each other for many, many years. I think about 22 years now. Um, we met when we both worked at North Sound Radio in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. uh, 1988. You were there first, and then I joined 98, and um, we used to do the breakfast show. You were on one, I was on two, mm-hmm. sort of looking through the glass at each other. And um, in all that time, we've never done anything together. Um, and so there's obviously a really good reason for that. <laughs> and it's all prove it. And this will prove it. So, you know, it could, could go one of two ways, but I know which way I'm betting on it going. We wondered if we were going to do a podcast, what we could do one about uh, beer tasting. That that would be, can you imagine that? I mean, I know there's a few podcasts around where people get drunk, but can you imagine us doing a beer tasting podcast? Yeah, I'm such a lightweight. I've been doing breakfast radio for so long, like half a shandy in the middle of the day, and I'm I'm off. So it's probably best that we don't do that one. Formula One, yeah, I love Formula One. Uh, it's my favourite sport. Boy racers, there's no skill or talent. Oh. <laughs> The intricacies of Formula One, but I feel it's a it's above your pay grade. So let's not do that. Um, football, but then we'd just fall out, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you know, as much as we love those things, we don't get along to them to watch them as much as we used to because something keeps getting in the way. One of my mates actually calls it babysitting when he's <laughs> referring to his own kids. All right, let's 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 just get that straight away. Lesson number one, never, ever call it babysitting. Exactly. All right, when it's your own kid. Exactly. It's parenting. But it is the one thing that we can talk loads about that, that we both experience every day. It's three kids between us. <laughs> not together. Not, not, not together. <laughs> but the fact is, Boogs is my, my boy's godfather. My kids mm-hmm. were page boy and, and flower girl at, at your and Amy's wedding. And this How To Be Dad podcast is something that we can talk about at length. Yeah, because I think the, the crucial thing is that when you become a dad for the first time, everybody starts as a dad. nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody takes you to one side. You don't go to classes in advance here, right? This is, I mean, you go to the the prenatal classes, how to change nappies and stuff like that. But actually when, when they say to you at the hospital, okay, that's you, you can go home now. You're like, what what, yeah. what do I do with this little thing in the little basket? Which end up you, to hold it? And, <laughs> and then you get it home and you just sort of look at it and you're like, what now? Yeah. And and you've got 18 years of this. First nappy I changed uh, was with Josh, and that was relatively straightforward. Second time that uh, we had kids, uh, I just went in the same way. And, of course, there's a very... <laughs> There's a very obvious difference. Is this at the conception stage? <laughs> no. <laughs> a very too much difference. information for episode one, John. There's a very obvious difference when you're changing yeah. the nappy of a girl and and I, I think it was my brother-in-law what passed. He said, no, no, you've got to go 
front to back, not back to front when you're when you're we're getting too involved, but when you're wiping, yes, you you can't go back to front. You've got to go front to back always. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I have one daughter and I I didn't know this until you just said that. Is it back to front or is it front to back? It's it's front to back because if not, you can give them an infection. Is that when you're wiping the front or their back? (laughs) Just go front. Just never mind. It's it's for a future episode. What's it going to be, this podcast? What are we going to put in it? Well, I think um, we want to really cover everything. Um, and why don't we take it in a sort of chronological order from um, the moment you sort of find out that you're going to become a dad yeah. um, and how that changes your life completely and utterly, um, all the way through to the, you know, the obvious things like the birth and then the first years. Uh, but also, I mean, your kids are a bit older. I mean, um, Josh is, what, 14, 15 now? Josh is, is, is 14. Whether he lives... Yeah. Well, no, sorry, he's 13 now. Right. Remember, he's 13 I, now. I felt bad, and I'm not even his father. <laughs> <laughs> he's 13 now. Whether he sees his way through the summer to get to 14 in September is debatable, the way that he plays Fortnite. My my summer is me screaming at him for screaming at Fortnite. That is, that is how it's going. And if we get through... After all this lockdown, if we get through summer as well, then he'll see 14. And Gracie is Gracie is uh, altogether different, and uh, she's 10, and she's going into primary seven, uh, and she's far easier in terms of I don't have to scream at her. And you've got, uh, you've got uh, little Amelia. I've got all that to look forward to. My daughter Amelia is only four. She is going into primary one at school in about five weeks. She's at such a fun age at the moment. We've had such a good time during lockdown because she, you know, she, she laughs and she, and she, we can now actually properly have conversations and and make each other laugh. And she tries to make me laugh and I make her laugh. And it's a great time. It's a golden time. And of course, um, that will change when she becomes a teenager and just becomes <laughs> horrible, yeah, like I, all I, teenage I, girls I, are. Yeah, Josh was was incredibly verbose. He must have taken that from his mother, <laughs> and he talked incessantly I, I mean just from sun up to sundown he just spoke the whole time and it was proper sentences and full words and he was speaking from a very early age but I used to really long for his teens when he became like mute and so far it's not happened and I'm just I'm I'm panicking that it's not going to I, I yeah. quite happily have like a silent teenager for a little bit yeah yeah, I mean, it's like having a holiday, isn't it? From having kids, you know, they disappear yes. for three years into their bedroom, and then when they come out, they're adults. <laughs> but that's that's Fantastic. not happened yet, unfortunately. We're not there yet. I was going to ask you a question about your daughter, and it's complete. Oh, that's what it was. Are you like me in so much as when Amelia was a baby, and I mean, like really, really young, and before she did anything fun, you were just, you know, it's a bit like play doh, and you haven't made anything with it, and you sort of mm-hmm. a wee prod, and you maybe get a smile, and that's okay, but. The moment that they get upright, you know, when they put their hand on a coffee table or whatever and they pull themselves up for the first time and then they suddenly see what their legs do and they start running about a bit and they start talking to you, that moment there where they actually realise the power of their evil genius and all the things that they can do, that's when they become fun, right? That's when they become interesting. Yeah, 100%. Um, Not not many people, not many experts about starting a family will tell you this. But I've got to be honest, in my experience, mm. the first year is a doddle. <laughs> the, fir- the first year is easy compared to years two, three, four, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve. I would think. I mean, we're only at year four, but in the first year, they, the kid they don't do a whole lot. Yeah. You know, the the um, baby comes home um, from hospital and sleeps, and then gets up and has some some food, and then throws it back up, and then you have to change them and have more food, and then they sleep, and then you actually get quite a lot of time where you've got a bit of time. You know, you're pretty you manageable, can, right? It's manageable. You can you can watch TV, and all right, there's the there's the night time where you're getting interrupted sleep. You know, you're only sleeping for three or four hours. But actually, in the in the big scheme of things, it's not that bad. But when they start to teeth, when they get to one and a half, two, three, it gets it, it goes really tough. Mm. Um, and then you come out of that on the other side. And when they start sleeping right through the night, start sleeping in the bed, and then they get nappy, tra- toilet trained, and, you know, able to, to go to the, the loo by themselves and stuff, it gets it gets a bit easier again. So, But it's not the first bit that you know, people say, oh, my God, it's going to be really hard when the baby first comes. It's not. Yeah. It's really hard a year down the line. The first six months is you actually know, a bottle. just done, right? That, yeah, I've just encouraged point, everybody to have kids, right? You know, that, that point where, where new parents are sitting there and they've got that little bit of time in their hands and they're sitting there and they're thinking, this isn't that hard. <laughs> You've just ruined that for them now because yeah. they're not going to be worrying about two, three, yeah. four, five and onwards. I mean, the, the first six months of your kid's life, the only thing that you're really worried about, apart from just making sure they're healthy, obviously, is is just trying to avoid family conflict with all the grandparents and all the aunties and uncles wanting to come round every two minutes. And actually, you just want to say to them, no, we're just, you know, we, we had somebody yesterday uh, and there's somebody coming tomorrow. So today we're just going to yeah, leave it. Have, it, have it to ourselves, you know. I do feel that we have to backtrack a little bit where we're saying like, you know, the, the first six months, year, whatever, or a, or a doddle. Um, we'll issue a disclaimer here and say, if your baby has colic or something like that, where they're, oh, yeah. you know, where they're up yeah. all night. But apart from that, it's a breeze. Yeah, and, and everything is relative. And, it, you know, compared to the following yeah. six years, it's easy. Compared to the previous six years you had before you had kids, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, but actually, when you if you sort of reset on your baby's first day of life, uh, you know, first day after it was born, and um, that from if that's sort of ground zero, everything for the first six months a year, health being okay is easy, and then it's after that it becomes much harder. So I think what we need to do is, is um, over the course of a series of these podcasts, is just take people on that journey, um, what to expect, especially dads, what to expect. Um, when you're expecting to coin a phrase, uh, what to expect when baby arrives, um, how things are going to change, and then you know what are the the things to look forward to at certain stages in in your kids in your kids' progress, and um, and and also have a lot of laughs and hopefully um, some some good advice because you know the the number one thing that you pick up. Um, Hopefully, from this podcast and from other dads, when you meet, because you, you meet a group of dads, don't you? At the um, at the prenatal classes, and you tend to stick together for a little while, and you're all got you're all at the same stage, and you share notes, and it just you know shared information just makes it a little bit easier. You're all wide eyed and, and just checking how many exits there are on the way into the antenatal class, just to see. <laughs> Actually, here's a quick here's a thing. My um, what well, we we called it NCT. That's one of the one of the groups that hold them. Yeah. Yeah, so we we signed up for that, which was um, we went along, and I think there was seven couples in total right. uh, in our class, yeah. and six 
of the seven couples are still really close. We still, uh-huh. we still catch up. And that's four years ago, you know, so we, the lads go out, uh, the girls go out um, on nights. Sometimes we all go out together, but only if we're really desperate. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and it's it's nice, actually. And nobody tells you about that in advance. So you make, oh. you make some new mates along the way. I don't think we're in touch with <laughs> the people that went to ours. Maybe we're couple seven. You know, so like you're, you're a couple seven, yeah. We're, yeah. we're the ones that nobody stays in touch with, unless yeah. they babysitter when they're all going out. Yeah, uh, Boogie wants to do a thing as well, where where um, we have a safe space, yeah, where we can let off steam and talk about what we've done wrong as dads in any particular week. I think it would be a good starting point for each podcast every week. The first thing that we do is fess up uh, what we've done wrong that week. Okay. So uh, how we've upset either the kids or, or the wife or both of them or the wife's family or your own family, something you've done that week, which proves that you're a dud dad. And we want this to be a safe space so that we can tell each other what's going on. You can get in touch um, through the Facebook page or whatever. Tell us what's happened this week. We'll read out some of the funny ones because by the time we read them out in the podcast, <laughs> it'll calm down a bit. It'll be fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine. So simple mistakes, you know, things that you don't even think about, you know, dressing the kids in the in inappropriate clothes, you know, forgetting to do something that's really important. Shall we, shall we give it a wee go just now and, and mm. just do this off the top of your head? What have you done wrong as a dad this week, Boogie? Um, well, the other day I dressed my daughter, um, who was going down to see my wife's uh, mum and dad, and um, I put her in a stripy top and spotted trousers. <laughs> I went into her drawer to get her clothes out, and I said, what do you want to wear? She wants to say, I want to wear my, I think there's some Disney character, I don't know which one, Moana or something. It's a stripy top. And then I just picked out a pair of leggings, put them on her, sent her down the stairs. And this was, remember, two minutes before she was going to leave the house to go to see Granny and Granddad. And can you get her ready? Can you get her ready? And I got her ready, but not in the right way. So um, she then had to get changed, uh, which meant that my wife was late leaving the house to go and see her parents. And it was all my fault. Right. And how, how were you punished or can we not broadcast that? I, 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 well, um, put it this way. This is the first time in since that, that was eight days ago. That you've been allowed that, to this is the first time I've been allowed to in the kitchen. First time I've been able to sit down. <laughs> well, I've done wrong this week. Um, yeah. Ah, yes. Now, despite the fact that I was not the one who placed them there uh, on a seat, I am the one responsible for breaking my little daughter's glasses. Gracie's, Gracie's worn glasses her, her entire life. She, she actually put them down on a seat and then just to make sure that they were covered up, put her jacket down on top of that. So, you okay. know, I was, I was about yeah, to... Because you to make sure your glasses are covered up, right? When they're on a seat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was about to say, come and get this jacket or I'm going to sit down in it and make a point. You know, the, I'm, I'm going to put my bum in it. And, uh, and so that's what I did. And then shortly afterwards, I heard this... Thought, oh well, mate, what is what is that? And her, her glasses, right, were underneath. So it, it's it was like the, is it the arm you call it or the, the you know the leg, the bit that goes round the ear. One of those, one of those snapped yeah. off. Yeah, so, the leg. So right, the leg or the arm, whatever. I mean, the leg then, right? So Gracie yeah. has been walking about this week because she needs to wear the glasses all the time. It's not just for reading; she needs them all the time. So she has the one side that is perfectly okay. And the other side, the only thing that she's been able to do is get a bit of sellotape and just strap the frame 
to her head. So she's been walking about with gaffer tape to her specs to her, for her own forehead. To her to her head to her cheek. Yeah, just down the looking street. a little bit like Eric Morecambe <laughs> as she walks a bit <laughs> with the dodgy glasses. <laughs> it's way worse than that. So we went on uh, on an emergency. And of course, and here's the other thing: every time she takes them off, she's taking all the skin off. Yeah, right. Because yeah. she's using the high tank sellotape because yeah. that's the only one you've got left in the in the kitchen. Yeah. So, so that was my fault because, of course, you know who wants to sit on furniture? And uh, I think everybody listening to this right now knows fine well that that was your fault. But it just proves one point. You're a dad dad, right? And we all are. My dad's dad. So we're going to do we all are. stuff like that where, where we actually come and let off our, our, uh, our steam. I imagine it's a bit like the Freemasons or something like that. that I don't think there's any secret part to that at all. I just don't I couldn't. I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to. <laughs> just don't. Roll your fingers <laughs> and down. It's just all men moaning in a room. But yeah. having said all that, it's not all just for laughs. I mean, from time to time, we will touch on more serious stuff um, about, you know, like miscarriage, stillbirth, child illnesses, fostering adoption, uh, that that sort of thing every now and again, because it's important that we cover that kind of stuff as well. And if you need help with your, your dadding, I think you should be able to ask, shouldn't you? Yeah, and maybe what we can do is um, get some people involved to help us out, you know, people who, are, who have actually graduated from being a dad-dad to a dude dad I like that see what I did we extra E makes all the difference that one letter makes all the difference doesn't it so you're a dude dad so you, you, you're a bit of an expert when it comes to these things and um, you can uh, offer advice way above our per, our pay grade so you actually like you know, a, a you're, panel, you're like qualified a panel yeah. of dude dads yeah you're like the VAR um, it, you know, you're the, the experts there, he's got all your technology and wizardry and you can say, oh, no, 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 that, that thing you did there was definitely wrong. That's a, yeah. that's a red card. <laughs> so that will be dad vice. Um, and in a minute, dad vice. Oh, I see that's good as well. Dad vice. I like that. We'll tell you how to get in touch. If you believe you are a dude dad or you know someone who's a dude dad, you could help out. Or maybe you've got a question. Contact details coming up in a minute. I think we also need someone like, um, you know, that guy, Professor Jason Leach. You know, the guy mm-hmm. who's in all the, the sort of coronavirus press conferences and all the ads, he must be making a fortune, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And that, well, now in phase two. Yeah. Uh, but his, his ability- It's really important to listen to the advice of coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't breathe until the end of every sentence. <laughs> if you've been going out for a walk during the coronavirus, you need to make sure that you're still all right at the end of the coronavirus. <laughs> uh, the, the thing with Jason Leach is he manages to take a relatively complex thing and make it uh, understandable for duffers like you and me. Yeah. So we need his equivalent, but for like midwifery. Who is that person? Do, I mean, do you know them? The yeah. one who knows all about the subject, but can break it down into wee words so even people like me and Boogs get it. Get yeah. them to get in touch with us so we end up actually having something useful uh, that we can share in the show instead of just us road testing buggies and things like that. Brown yeah. Hill. Probably need a that, is def- that is definitely something we need to do, though, at some point. <laughs> it's, it's race round Knock Hill. I've got a good contact at Knock Hill, so right. I can get us access to the track. Good like to take buggies on there, though, aren't they? Of course. Yes, they will. They'll <laughs> <laughs> do anything for the publicity. <laughs> and we, we probably need like a, a couple who are pregnant for the first time. So, so complete novices... I mean, you can practice long enough at the, the, the beginning, but complete novices yeah. in terms of people who are going to be parents. Yeah. I think we need to use them as our guinea pigs. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, there's dude dads. 
Yeah. Um, an expert in having kids, like a midwife or a doctor, we need that. Uh, and, and that couple having their first baby. So if if you can uh, can help us out, then get in touch. Uh, we, we've, we've got an email. You can do it that way. It's hello at twoduddads.com. Is that the number two or T-W-O? T-W-O at okay. twoduddads.com. I think it works the other way as well. If you want to put the okay. number. Try it. If we don't get back in touch, whether you don't like you or it's not. Well, we've it. not got it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, or search Two Dud Dads on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. And always get all that stuff together. We'll be back for more. See you soon. Mm-hmm.